Possibly for me, the most important thing I'm going to say right now, and this is for everybody at home, this is for everybody who bought a ticket, this is for everybody in the back. If at all through my journey, any of my personal choices or decisions related to my life made you feel disappointed or let down, let me just say, let me just say, I understand if you all try to understand that I was never going to get healthy physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally, staying in the same place that got me sick in the first place. So I look at it like this. August 13th, 2005, I left professional wrestling. August 20th, 2021. I'm back. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. His mother named Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh, my God. Mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! You are impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh, jinx! Holy shit! How did that actually happen? Here we go. It was a bad day. And the bizarre thing is that I did it for my old man. So I'm sitting there in the locker room and I'm taping up my knee and Larry's undressing a couple lockers down from me and he's kind of a he's kind of skinny. He's weak. And I started thinking about my father and his attitude about weakness. And next thing I knew, I just jumped on top of him and started wailing on him and I taped his butt cheeks together. And my friends, they just sat there, they laughed, they cheered me on, and afterwards while I'm sitting there in the principal's office, all I could think about was Larry's father and poor Larry having to go home and to explain what happened to him and the humiliation, the, the fucking humiliation he must have had. And, I mean, how do you apologize for that? All because of my old man. God, I fucking hate him. Hey guys, welcome to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> I I wish you could see ODM's face right now. This is like you're probably like that's the weirdest turn you could have ever taken, right? But you know what? You know why I did that? 
there was nothing but twists and turns all weekend. So we have a lot we're going to be unraveling. Welcome to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. My name is the Professor Mark Fantasia. I welcome you, whether you are listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you subscribe, like, and share, just know that you have our gratitude for life. As always, we like to talk the top of wrestling, the top of movies as well. And obviously, I've never really taped anybody's butt cheeks together, admittedly. And if you know that we're doing movies, last week it was just one tiny skid mark. It was Airheads, Adam Sandler. Steve Buscemi and Brendan Fraser and so many other people, but what a great movie this week. I can't really describe, I don't want to describe like it's a, a, this kind of movie or that kind of movie. Cause it almost gives it away pretty much in any angle. And it's like probably one of the more popular movies of all time. If you didn't figure it out from that right there, I, I don't know. That's kind of a deep kind of thing to really remember someone taping their butt cheeks together, but well, hey, I, I really can't get too uh, too far into this episode unless I bring in our co-host, and uh, it looks like a man who looks like he raids Barry Manilow's wardrobe. Ladies and gentlemen, ODM. We're all pretty bizarre. Some of us, some of us are just better at hiding it. That's all. It's very, very true. And what a bizarre weekend it was. We uh, we have a lot on deck for today, so I don't think we could really uh, fart around too much, as they like to call it. I, I think we kind of got to get right into it. We know we had TakeOver, SummerSlam, Emergence, uh, Rampage, everything that happened this past week. Let's quickly just fly through, man. What kind of results do we have? Actually, you know what? Let's back up. Let's back up. Last night, last night, while... Uh, as you know, when and how we record this this show. Last night, ODM and I together entered our very first wrestling draft. And uh, not together as a tag team, but out of everybody that was there, we had quite the draft. And I think just for, what do you want to, you know, just for uh, listening Pos- pleasure to posterity. find out. Yeah. Posterity. We figure we should probably let you guys know who we all got. I don't think we have to go draft or, or like round by round. I no. say let's just list off everybody you have. Uh, would you care to take the honors and tell me who you have first? Your honor, your honor. Uh, so I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, just something to keep in mind here, folks. This isn't about drafting a team that you think is cool or who you think the best workers or the best promos are. There's scoring involved. So the picks are based on the scoring. I'm not going to go through what all those scoring rules are, but just keep that in mind when you hear the teams and you're like, really? That's well, what you with? And, well, and I'm glad you said that because if you've never done a draft, I mean, obviously the whole thing is based on, like you said, points. If Roman Reigns is only coming out and doing an interview, he's not wrestling, he's not winning anything, he's not getting any points for you. So he may not be the best guy, even though he is a champion, may not be the best guy that you want to draft for your team. But then it gets down to slim pickings. You're like, shit, do I take Eve Marie or Roman Reigns? Ugh. <laughs> yep. 
Kidding, not kidding. All right, man, go through your list. All right, so for Raw, uh, yeah, for we have to, we each have four members of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. So for Raw, I have Damian Priest, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, and Angel Garza. SmackDown, I have Big E, Bianca Belair, Shotzi Blackheart, and Dominic Mysterio. NXT, I have Raquel Gonzalez, Kyle O'Reilly, Io Shirai, and Ridge Holland. Liking my team. I'm a little confused with mine. Uh, we were supposed to have Raw, SmackDown. Uh-oh. Do we have an issue here, or I just didn't write down my last guy? You might not have written down your last guy because they did check the board. Actually, I have a Oh, picture. no, I did. No, no, we're good. I got him. Here we okay. go. All right. <laughs> so, my guys are from Raw, AJ Styles, Mustafa Ali, Jeff Hardy, and Eva Marie. Whether you like it or not, she picks up points. Go fuck yourselves. Kidding. Not Remember, kidding. I even said it right before. I go, guys, <clears throat> this is strictly point-driven only. But it's funny. The reaction I got, they go, ah, it's, that's a good choice. I'm like, you would never hear that in the real world ever about Eva Marie. Um, for SmackDown, I picked up Rey Mysterio, the Usos, both of them, which is amazing point-wise. Oh, yeah. And... Shinsuke Nakamura. And then my NXT guys are Kushida, Roderick Strong, A-Kid from NXT UK, and Bruiserweight Pete Dunne. I'm excited. I don't even care if I win right now at this point. But (laughs) the best part, we'll tell you guys, is kind of a little bit of a, uh, what do you want to say, behind the the scenes of the, the draft itself. You get to get a title belt after this. We're not talking that boy title belt. We're talking a title that no one has. It is the Kelly Kapowski Championship. Fantasy, uh, fantasy draft winner championship, whatever you want to call it. doesn't matter, man. It has Kelly Kapowski on it. It oh does. Oh, my God. I saw it in person yesterday. Oh, my God. What would you do to it? I didn't touch it. I think it's bad juju. When She's I, uh, prom queen. Sorry. You know what I think? <laughs> I think we should get the prom. Well, that's we should close the door, lock it up, get the prom queen pregnant. You won't put a guy's tongue in your mouth, but you'll eat that. <laughs> it's sushi. Do you mind if I eat it? Go ahead, try. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something, man. The problem is, women, they can't hold they smoke. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, I love, dude. Was it Michael C. Hall? Is that who it is? Yes. Uh, uh, my, yeah, something like that. What? Yeah. Oh, Michael Anthony Hall, something like yes. that, maybe. Yes, that's yeah. It. I love after the after. Yeah, I'm not gonna say who, but he goes. You guys should really think about your choices, and if you want to come back here, well, I, I'd like to stand up and just tell you, sir, that uh, for myself, that it, for me, it'd be a no. Sit down. Oh, yes, sir. For me, that'd be a no, sir. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, do we have any news that you want to talk about this week? Uh, do I have any news I want to talk about? Well, let's start here and see where it goes. Okay. Uh, Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. The dates will make sense uh, in context as we get there. Uh, Tuesday, October. August 17th, 2021, Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot in WWE, posted a vignette ahead of her expected AEW. 
She was at a train station, uh, and if you saw the ticket she was carrying in her hand, it was from Orlando, Florida to Penn Station in New York City. Uh, it, it was titled uh, The Runaway. And Now, is that in um, reference to where Daniel Bryan is reportedly to show up as well, the same place? Correct. Okay. Wow. Yep. Hey, so. I'm excited. The fact that we saw her with a Genesee beer in her hand, I was like, all right, I don't even <laughs> care where she goes. I'm going to follow this girl. Yeah, for those of you who are not aware of what he's referencing, one of the first pictures that she posted is uh, Ruby Soho. Uh, she's in her bar. You know, her hair is a little shorter. It's red, not green. Uh, and she's got a Genesee beer can in her hand. Those of you who don't know, Genesee beer is brewed in Rochester, New York. So it started to kind of cool. create a, a ruckus here in uh, in Rochester, if you will. A yeah. big ruckus. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. But can you describe this ruckus? I tried to tee it up for you, man. You didn't fall in. Yeah, no, I, you completely to. lost me somewhere. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I, I was in my office and I heard a ruckus. Oh, okay. could you describe <laughs> this ruckus? All right. I want the rest of your news. Well, no. Oh, man. Let's talk about like. You got two different cons in this world. All right. I got to bring this up real quick before you continue with your news. You got two different cons. You got a Tony con. You got a Nick con. Tony con. As you already heard our intro. Yeah. We'll get to it in just a minute as we're going in our chronolog- chronological Chronol. order here. Chronological. Go, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> eat my shorts. Let me tell you something, ODM. If you mess with the bull, you're going to get the horns. Uh, Dick, but excuse me, Rich. <laughs> will milk be made available for us? <laughs> Show Dick some respect. We're extremely thirsty, sir. <laughs> She's dehydrated, sir. I have a really low tolerance for dehydration. It's pretty gross. <laughs> God, it's a very quotable movie, by the way. It's a very what right. movie? Hmm? It's a very what movie? So. What? You said it's a very something Quotable movie. movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh, I thought you said what movie? I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to say it, you dick. <laughs> okay, fine. But I didn't dump my purse out on the couch and invite everybody into my problems. <laughs> I'm not an infomaniac and I'm a uh, pathological liar. <laughs> or no, what, what, it's something. Like, oh, like, God, what is it? Like a major lie. I don't even know. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> it is funny to get someone to explain their entire sex life, and then you're like, I was lying. I've, I'm not an infomaniac. <laughs> All right. Um, Nick Khan is not the Tony Khan. Tony is making some moves. Tony, so I've never really listened to him talk, but seen his face. All right, you see him pop up every now and then. The stuff he did for Brody Lee post AEW Dynamite stuff, I heard him talk, but never really just saw him as himself. Post this past week signing, um, I want to get back and talk about him, about Tony Khan when we get there. But let's talk about Nick Khan. Who is Nick Khan, ODM? Do you know what his uh, official title is in the WWE? He's a flim flam douchebag. I have no idea. Like the head of uh, talent relations or some shit. Food and beverage manager. I don't know. He, he's a screw. 
You know what I mean? He's just kind of out of place. And the world is an imperfect place with him. Screws fall out all the time. <laughs> they, they call. <laughs> Let me ask you, sir, why would anybody want to steal a screw? <laughs> but with that being said, he put out a, a quote. Do you have his exact quote of what he brought up um, about the level of who's in charge and everything like that? I didn't. He's been doing some interviews, and over the last few days, there have been several articles with quotes. Um, I haven't paid attention to him because he basically sounds like Vince's newest yes man. You can put him up there with Laurinaitis and fucking Pritchard. So just on <gasps> oh, the corporate you're right. side more. We got to get really beefy guys in here. All right. <laughs> guess what? I, for once, am extremely prepared, and I found... And it was an interview with BT Sports. And the whole question was, you know, with all the departures, you know, who's deciding it? And Nick Khan says, you know, there's a collective of us. So, you know, keep in mind, WWE, there's just one boss. That's Vince, as we all know, uh, between Bruce Pritchard, who oversees our entire creative process, between Kevin Dunn, who oversees all of our production, between Stephanie McMahon and Paul Levesque, who are involved in these decisions with ultimately Vince making the final decision. Like everybody is in charge of something with uh, Stephanie and Triple H are like, they are there as well. And it's like, and <laughs> like, doesn't matter what your input is. Vince is still going to have the say at the end of the day. But the, the question was how they've been doing way more cuts versus now versus a, uh, um, the last several years. Nick Khan's response. I don't know that there's an explanation for that. I think ultimately what's looked at is this person for us. Are they going to move the needle now or in the imminent future? By the way, we had uh, a two-day tryout in Las Vegas, where uh, which ended yesterday. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, look at the rest of that. I don't give a shit about. Here's where my favorite tweet. Probably of 2021 just came in from recently released, uh, recently released with a garbage bag, Mickey James. Oh, really? This is him? Oh, by the way, you got to see a picture of this guy. She could not be more spot on. And you're talking to two Italians. Well, semi-Italian. Well, one's kind of whatever. Anyway, <laughs> what? I forgot. What are you, uh, ODM? Why are you shaking? I'm just me? shaking my head, yeah. You know damn well. I hate when you shake your head. Go back and listen to probably any podcast you'll find out. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Oh, really? This is him? This is the guy? Wow. Interesting. Well, I think we feel all much better now. Also, hey, buddy, the Sopranos called. They want Big Pussy back. Does that move your needle? No? Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, God. Mickey, good for you. I, hell yeah. Because everybody else and, and and Tony Khan had a response to it as well, because he's saying that you know, with whatever it comes down to, professional wrestling is an art form, and if you're just copycatting and putting people in and inserting them in, you're not letting anybody be an artist. You're letting you're just telling them to paint the numbers, and I think that's a very very great. Um, a great point for anybody who is 
trying to let someone come into their company. And I mean, in this past, I mean, let's really get to it. One of the biggest things that happened this past week. Jesus. Look, man, I'm looking at everything we got to talk about right now. There's a lot of stuff. Hmm. All right. We'll get to jobbers the other day. You know what the best part about jobbers? They don't care about losing, and they just lost again this week. We were going to do Fitting. the top topic as your top jobbers, but screw it. We are going to – let's just talk all about what was just this whole week, man. I mean, everything this weekend, everything was just way too much to just talk about and not make it what is the top topic. So, as you like to say, hit the music. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... Best there is, the best there was, and the best that there ever will be. Hold two, arm bar. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Hold three, the moss-covered, three-handle family credential. It's me, Austin. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. I didn't for the rock. This week's top topic. You know something mean, Gene? John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. <laughs> the Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you smell. And now, this week's top topic. And hey, man, speaking of hit the music, I don't give a shit if it's preseason or not. Bills are 2-0, baby. We don't even need to play their song. Just want to say it. But they made the Bears look weak. Okay, here we go. Man, let's talk about what happened within the week. You know, last week, we report to you that Christian wins the uh, Impact Championship. And what did we say? Man, condense it. Condense the titles. This is stupid. And... He actually ends up doing it um, on Impact. He gets rid of the TNA Championship to officially make them or make it the Impact World Championship. Which finally, that's cool. I like it. I think it's a. I feel like it's a statement. I know that sounds really stupid, but like almost like a statement. Like this is our company. This is what we are going forward. It's a new direction. We're we're partnering with all these people. TNA didn't do that before. Why have TNA in the name at all? That's just my own personal opinion. And I realized that I did skip over something else as well. Do you want to talk about what happened the night before on Wednesday on Dynamite? Yeah, so, I mean, I didn't want to go over the whole card, but there was two things to note. Uh, Sting's first match on TNT since 2001, WCW's last episode. I'm sorry, Nitro's last episode ever. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he did a double Scorpion death drop and a double, double Scorpion death lock uh, to get the win. It was basically his match. He just ran wild. Uh, he no-sold going through a table <laughs> and then hulked up, so... I mean, he got a big pop from the crowd. It was, uh, you know, it was what it was. Uh, what I think is more important, though, is that MJF defeats Chris Jericho. Uh, good. You know, at least he did something right. I don't get it, though. You had him fight all these yeah, guys, and the then idea. the fifth laborer, you just couldn't beat him? Yeah. I like it. All right. I feel like the payoff should have been at all out. I don't get what they were going with here. Yeah, well, you never know. Just because MJF won doesn't mean the feud's over. Feud could go on. 
True, and I but I will say, man, All Out is already looking extremely packed. When you oh, yeah. really look at all the matches, like one that it's not even written on here, but was announced between I think Dynamite and Rampage, Pack versus Andrade. Ooh. Dude, I'm excited about that match and Cutie Marshall. That's not that's not QT yeah. Cutie <laughs> versus. Big Show. Yeah. Not Big Show. Paul White. Yeah. Hey, man. Every time you've ever seen him get back in the ring, he's never looked like shit. No. He got back and made Braun Strowman look amazing in the steel cage and all that stuff. He's got, you know, no pun intended, like, you know, Mark Henry used to say, I got a lot of miles left in this tank, right? He does. I wouldn't be surprised to see Mark Henry maybe get in there at some point and do a little wrestling, too. But to see him doing this, I think it's great. And you know what else is that Kurt Angle said? I just read is that Christian Cage, speaking of all these guys who are going over there, he said he thinks Christian Cage is the most underrated wrestler of all time. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah, Because that. of the work that he can do. And I, I actually believe that. The work that he did with Kenny, the work he did this past weekend, which we'll get to, Christian's not a slouch, man. It's not like an old-timer that's coming back and producing you know, his finishing move 16 times. Like Chris Jericho? Or even uh, John Cena. Yeah, well, there's that too. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, but this is the part I really, really want to talk about. My favorite part. We knew it was going to happen. Okay, it's fine that it was predictable. But the fact that it, it happened at all to me, hearing Judas acapella, that's how you do it right here. Listen to this. Him a minute, took him a second to get it together, but they got it together. And then yeah. once it all happened, obviously, you knew the chorus was going to be sick. It was all about the verse. I wanted to hear how the verse would actually come out, and it came out pretty good. But what was cool was all the all the signs in the crowd. Everybody had cue cards yeah, and lyrics. People up. had their phones like, out awesome. looking at the lyrics. Yeah, fine. Either way, and it, I think it's cool. Again, extremely predictable. But the fact that it happened, you can't tell me you didn't smile at it. Jericho's a wrestling fan just came out. I mean, you get people who do like uh, Fandango's theme, right? Right. But Fandango didn't create that theme. Jericho's a wrestler created his song and people are singing it on the way to the ring with not one bit of music to it. I think it's kind of an iconic thing. Jericho really probably could be in the Mount Rushmore of wrestling at some point. If you just keep, I mean, 
really look at all of his career from cruiserweight all the way up to a guy that can get a whole crowd singing his music as he main events a match. I just, I love it. I, I love this Jericho era. It's absolutely awesome. Um, but then, I, as I said, yes, Thursday night, Christian retires the TNA title. Friday. Come on. We were all day. Everybody was seeing Twitter. You were seeing Facebook. Non-stop CM Punk uh, memes, references, uh, people's opinions. I didn't think that the the what do you want to call it the um the the community of wrestling would be so divided and people being like fuck them I don't care if it comes back I'm yeah like, man that's cool I, I I guess I get it I just personally maybe it's just because. I am who I am as a, a CM Punk mark. However, everything he said in his promo, you know, and we'll get to that. That's it's made all sense to me, man. But that being said, all day, that's all we see. But first thing that pops up and I send over to you in NWA, which, hey, man, I'm hoping next week you're going to be back with, with a good shit for us, man. We miss you, brother. I hope you have one that you're sending to us. But when we were texting back and forth, I send over the new Buddy Murphy vignette, or now known as Buddy Matthews. I guess Matthews is his real uh, birth name. I have no idea. Maybe the the brother of Marshall. But he is, in this video, has a... Oh, it's not, that's Mathers, not Matthews. Mathers, yeah. yeah I picked mind. up on it. Took Thank second, you. But. Yeah, but the whole thing is that he is free. Looks like he's getting out of prison. They give him a box of his shit and be like, here, here's all your stuff back. You see a Buddy Murphy action figure. You see the shirts and stuff that he used to wear with Seth Rollins with the logo on it. You see the pants that he wears and then just takes off. And I was like, oh, my God. Where do you think? AEW bound? God, it could be anywhere, man. Uh, it's so hard because there's so many people out there. The market's kind of oversaturated. Um, I would say EW or New Japan. You know how a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was Nightwing? It was like maybe we were talking about it on the side, I think. Like, But maybe Vince is doing this as a plan. He's releasing all these guys. I'm like... What if you personally oversaturate the market? You oversaturate. You're letting people get too scared, so they oversaturate their rosters and they sink. You think that's the plan? Because if that is, dear shit, <laughs> that's that is some it's, really psychological it, twenty year shit. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the the only problem with that is that Tony Khan doesn't really have a shortage of funds. Vince is beholden True. to a bottom line. Tony, while yes, he needs to be profitable. Whatever. You want a contract? You want it. Everybody gets a contract. Well, and I'm cool with it because I really think, all right, you know, Rampage is only a one-hour show. The fact that you're doing that it at 10 nice o'clock too. at night does suck. I think if you can get the 9 o'clock slot, it would be great. Right. But how does it work out once NBA starts back up and, and they start doing Well, they're going to their... be moving to TBS. So who is? Both shows are going to move to TBS oh. next year. You're right. Okay, so you'll have more room to do whatever you want to. Um, maybe they'll start doing it at six oh five on Saturday nights. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And <laughs> dun, 
Dun, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that theme when we do Monday Night Wars. Um, but the biggest thing, come on, let's be honest. The biggest thing to talk about that happened on Friday night was CM Punk returning to pro wrestling legitimately, as you heard in the intro. And I want to get your take on everything. But let me ask you, did you see the post one hour uh, media scrum, they call it afterwards? It was just Punk and Tony Khan. I saw a couple stills. I did not see any of the interview or hear any of the interview. Interview. The best part about these stills is that if you looked at every one of them, Tony looks the same in every one of them. His, he's just legit ear to ear smiling the whole time, like a little kid who just got any candy he want in the store. Like, but they talk about how carefully planned this was. It's been well over a year, and the pandemic helped Punk's decision and and weighing into when he wants to come back. He knew he needed to do it in front of a crowd, of course. Um, they mentioned Brody Lee, and you watched. Uh, Tony Khan go from legit ear to ear and he go and Punk goes one thing that made me is kind of a, a, a sad decision as to why it helped me but you know everything that happened with Brody Lee referring to the family uh, mentality that they have going on there in, in AEW man you watch Tony just sink down and look like he was about to cry in like half a second and I was like wow but in that interview Punk said it, they were like, it was a bunch of different media people from Busted Open Radio to Wrestling Inc. to all these guys um, on a Zoom call and everybody's, you know, doing a call. And all, all we see is just Punk and Khan. And one of the questions is, you know, what, what did you feel like when you got out there? And blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm here to help people. He goes, Did anybody notice the first words out of my mouth were, man, you guys really feel, uh, you know how to make a guy feel like a kid like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. Because the week before on Rampage, she got a tremendous ovation. He just put over Britt Baker. His first words in a ring that he has said in seven years, and he put over Britt Baker. To me, I thought that was a very selfless thing. I thought it was really, really cool. Of course, he challenges, as we all know, Darby Allen, who had probably the best paint I've ever seen him yeah, have on it was ever. Good. That cool, like, burnt-looking sprouting tree or, mm-hmm. or, you know, no leaves on it. Oh, my God, it was awesome. There's some pictures out there uh, of Darby looking like he's kind of smiling a little bit. There's a couple of them that got caught as a meme, and it's like, yeah, you couldn't hold it in either, dude. Because, you right? know, that was fucking tight. It was awesome. Look, man, he took shots at WWE in so many very subtle ways. First, saying the I, – I appreciated him addressing the – um, look at if what I did upset you guys or made you feel uh, jolted or whatever with what my decisions were. He goes, I understand. As long as you guys understand, what I did was never going to get me better mentally, spiritually, physically, all that. And to me, I thought that that is a very is an apology with hoping that empathy comes into the the in return. But then turning it and saying that he, you know, he knew he needed to get better. But I think where it really, really hit home was when he said he walked out of professional wrestling. 
Now, come on, man. Everybody thought that was, what, seven years ago in 2014. Nope. Talking about the night that he had a match against Colt Cabana, comes out crying, leaves Ring of Honor in 2005. So he's saying he has not been in professional wrestling since 2005 because he was in sports entertainment. He wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. What a slap in the face in the most positive and respectful way. He was just saying, look, if you guys are sports entertainment, that's fine, but I left professional wrestling in Ring of Honor. Dude, and what is AEW now? The the newest version, or we'll call it Ring of Honor 2.0. It's it's grabbing the right indie talent and putting them in front of the right market. Ring of Honor was that way for a bit, but as uh, technology grew and and you know businesses that had money versus didn't, whether you're on the Sinclair Network or whatever the case is for Ring of Honor, what Punk's doing, everything he said, he's here to to fight your Darbies and all your guys like that, but he's also here to lend a hand and be helpful in any way he can. My favorite part was him saying, and if I, uh, um, I, I can't get to everything tonight, but I got time Wednesdays, Fridays, four or five Saturdays or Sundays a month. And at first I was like, uh, so he's only going to do like the big four. And I go, wait, Oh, AEW only has four or five pay-per-views <laughs> yeah, a year. Cool. Right. All right. Cause I was like, Oh, now you're telling me you're only gonna do half your pay-per-views dick. I'm like, no, actually you're really going to be full time. And con said it multiple times. He goes, no, 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 this isn't a part-time thing. This is a full-time contract. He may not be at every dynamite, but if you look right now, Omega's not at every dynamite. Moxley's not at every dynamite, but they fulfill your needs with all the guys. Keep them flowing, right? Back in the day, Bret Hart was your WWF champion. He didn't appear on every Raw necessarily. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? So, to me, excellent uh, business, excellent thought process. What did you think of the whole thing, man? I, I can't wait to hear your your take on everything. I'm still so starstruck by it. It's one of those things that we knew it was coming, but it was still such a shock. Uh, weekly cornet reference insert here. I was listening to it, and uh, it's nice when I uh, you know, analyze something in the wrestling world, obviously not having ever worked in it, and then hearing somebody like Cornette, who has done almost every job in the wrestling business, kind of mimic what I have to say. A lot of it's general opinion, but it's still really cool. Uh, I what I He opened up uh, when they were talking about it. He said... They didn't do it the way I would have done it. They did it better. Ooh, it, thank yeah. you, man, because yeah. you're so cynical of everything. Yep. And not to be a dick, but you are. But cool. I like that. It was, uh, and I agree. The uh, So, I, you know, uh, wife was out with the kids. I think they were getting ice cream or something. And so I brought the... Uh, <laughs> Here's 50 bucks. Stay out for a yeah, couple hours. Right. <laughs> There's rumor of punk. Yeah, right. <laughs> So uh, I had brought the guitar down to the den, you know, so I play a little guitar while I was waiting and the show starts and I'm sitting there. I stopped playing. I got the guitar in my hand and dude, all it was just deafening CM Punk chants from the start, just deafening. And Excalibur goes, we're going to start with our special announcement. I'm like, oh my God, they're just going to fucking go right into it. I didn't even hear him say it. The crowd was so loud. I don't think I actually heard him say that. And then the music hit, and as soon as that opening went, that it has to be the biggest pop ever. It has to be. You couldn't hear Cult of Personality after a little bit, and it's funny to me because I was like, did they? If they did, smart 
uh, uh, production strategy. Turn the if volume like, down. Lower the music. Yeah, turn it down a little bit to make it seem like the crowd's even that much more deafening. If you did, smart move. Because that's, I would do that. That's. Brilliant. I don't think they but had to. <laughs> I don't think they had to is my point. Um, go online if you have not yet and look up YouTube videos of live reactions at that crowd. They had it going for like they had the minute twenty chant or the minute the minute twenty clock and then nineteen eighteen right people are already chanting his name at that point. They get quiet during the video package opening that we all see on TV and as soon as the fireworks are done, starting right back up with CM Punk chants. The fact that they all went like, even though that CM Punk chants were we would say pretty loud. They still went like zero to a hundred in seconds. Oh yeah! As soon as that sh- sh- happened, and a boom, and I was like, "That's one of the best pops I've ever heard in my life." Um, can I tell you my story real quick on on my reaction to this? Absolutely. I told you briefly on on the the phone. So while while we're here with the the RV in New York, I had to. Uh, uh, I was at my in-laws and I came in cause they have cable, but my, my niece is here and she was watching a show on Netflix called Supergirl and she had it on pause. And I go, Hey, I go, are you, uh, are you watching this or something? She goes, eh, kinda. Why? And I go, well, there's a wrestling thing that starts in like 10 minutes. I was planning on watching or whatever. Um, but I, I can go out here and watch it on the computer. I'm sure. And she goes, no, we can watch it. I go, no, 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 it's cool. And I have explained what it was. Like, my, you know, one of my favorite guys of all time is coming back, and he hasn't been on TV in seven years. She hits exit on the Netflix. I go, no, 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 you don't have to like, do that. And she goes, well, if it's that important to you, I got to see what all the hype is about. And I go, oh, okay. Well, Uncle Mark's going to go get a chicken nugget, and he's going to be right back. And, dude, Another thing you should look up on YouTube is people's at-home reactions. People jumping and screaming and being all excited. If she only recorded it. I punch danced, kick box danced up and down in total silence because my in-laws are sleeping. It's 10 o'clock at night, so I have to keep it down. But I'm jumping up and down like a mute and just going absolutely ape shit, man. And... Then she's asking me questions. Why do you leave wrestling? All the stuff she's asking all these questions. She's getting into it. Points up at Darby Allen. She goes, "Well, who's he?" And I go, "Oh, we're gonna get along famously tonight." <laughs> it was an awesome moment, dude. It was really, really cool because she took the interest in it for a minute, and she let me fangirl out. Let's be honest. I go, "This is the only time you're ever gonna see me act like this." And then I took a selfie with her. I go, "I gotta remember this night. This was awesome." And then. It's funny because when we had the draft last night, she was here and I go, I go, yeah, I got to go do some research to get ready for the draft. I go, hey, you want to join? And she started laughing. <laughs> I'm like, we'll get you there. Yeah. But uh, it was awesome, dude. Like I legit jumped up and down like a kid because the crowd, like you said, they're already starting with a chance. And I, I even said to her, I go, wow, they're already coming in hot tonight. I thought they're going to leave it to the end. And it was the first thing that happens. Slightly pissed off, they went to a commercial break. I was like, come on, man, pay enough money that That's you could how, just go 20 no, minutes. I think they had to. They wanted to wear the crowd out. Oh, well, 
All right, I guess that makes sense because that would have been, yeah, but you know what, man? Show that on TV. The time Hogan came back and the crowd chanted uh, Hogan and welcome back and whatever the case is for like 10 minutes. That was one of the coolest things ever. You should have just showed that. But all right, beggars can't be choosers. I didn't produce it. But everything he said, everything he did was amazing. And then he pulls the ultimate Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman was the one that used to take people out for milk and cookies cookies afterwards. And he said in this Tony Khan interview with him, I handed this idea to a company on a silver platter once. He didn't mention WWE. And he goes, and look how simple it is. And they just hold up the bars. They hold up the ice cream bars. 100% funded by CM Punk. He had it in the mix or already in like set to go with a company for years. But when everything went down with WWE, they just held off. And he goes, but when I need you, I'll need you, and I'll let you guys know. And they gave everybody an ice cream bar as they left there. Simple. You gave everybody ice cream, and everybody went home happy. And he goes, it's just the simplest thing you could have done. I absolutely thought it was awesome. What a f- Freaking night. And Jurassic Express moves on to the finals <clears throat> to face either the Lucha Brothers or Varsity Blondes, which I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably going to be Lucha Bros, I think. Probably. But that happens tonight on, on Dynamite. Uh, yeah, and let's the other not, thing uh, that happened. Yeah, oh, so, oh, there's something else. Yeah, and I actually just spaced out on what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, my bad. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, God, yeah, it had something to do with Punk. Imagine that. I don't even know where I'm going with this. Wow, I completely just... You're dehydrated. There. It's pretty gross. What's yeah? <laughs> you use that one already. You mess up. I mess up. Oh. We'll all mess up. It'll be anarchy. <laughs> he uh, The Pro Wrestling Tees website crashed because everybody wanted to buy merch, uh, and he's already broken the record for most merch sold in like a day. <laughs> And now they're selling the shirts without the black cuffs yep. because they they ran out of those. They're like, well, we could do it in a regular white if you guys want it. And that was is even being sold out, too. I think that's awesome. I mean, you know, it's it's sort of social, demented and sad, but social, right? You didn't catch that. Swing All right. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> The other thing that did happen, though, on Friday night is Glory by Honor with Ring of Honor. They had a two-night uh, pay-per-view setup, and in night one, Bandito, your Ring of Honor world champion, retained against Flip Gordon. Other than that, not much to really walk away from on that show. Now let's talk about Saturday. What happened Saturday? All right, Saturday. Uh, Meltzer uh, reporting that Bray White is likely headed to AEW. Obviously, it's not set in stone, and there's been no negotiations, likely due to the no-compete. Uh, but it, it looks like it's happening. Now, it's funny because right before the show started, I, I saw something that apparently Brian Alvarez has said, well, it seems like it may not be such a sure deal because it seems like people in AEW hadn't heard anything about it, which is odd, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of just threw it in there because he is a big player on all this. There's been a lot of chatter about it, so it's going to be interesting to see if he does show up. And on top of that, another story that's kind of linked to this is that Bo Dallas has said he is 100% not done with wrestling. So maybe we'll Good. get the Wyatt brothers. Well, not the Wyatt I, brothers. I, but the Wyndham brothers. Say. <gasps> the Wyndham brothers. But they're the Rotunda brothers. 
I know. But isn't one of them named Wyndham? By first name. Yeah, so use it. That'd be like me and you being called the Mark Brothers. Well, we're both Marks. Oh, <clears throat> fair enough. All right. Well, well anyway, I that's will that say, piece of news. Uh, <laughs> there's one more piece of news to that Bray Wyatt thing is that at SummerSlam, if you didn't hear, uh, there, during the pre-show, someone had a very awesome sign. It was the uh, L.A. Raiders or Las Vegas Raiders logo, but with <clears throat> Bray Wyatt's face in the middle, and it said Fiend. And they confiscate the sign. Wow. Big surprise. Bunch of savages. They're like, you know what? Next time I have to take a, one of these signs, I'm cracking skulls. There you go. That was Got to get him in where we can, my man. Yeah. <laughs> a little more organic on that one. <clears throat> well, the big story of Saturday night was obviously SummerSlam. Uh, you know, very odd to have, uh, you know, that on a Saturday, but it's nice. I think every once in a while, especially like I said, WrestleMania, I think on a Saturday would be better, but nevertheless, well, you had to end after midnight. So thank you very much for, uh, doing it on a Saturday night and not yeah. a Sunday. Yeah, there you um, go. I will just say two quick pieces of news since we already brought up ring of honor night one night two, Vincent former protege of Matt Taven defeated Matt Taven in a cage match and now takes his world title shot. Um, This has been a very, very awesome long feud. It's been very storyline driven. If you haven't paid attention to it, go to Ring of Honor's uh, YouTube page and they have actually a great history of them and it's just fantastic. But also that night, Impact Emergence, Christian retained his Impact title against Brian Myers or former Kurt Hawkins. And the Good Brothers retain the Impact titles. But as you were saying, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Feel the heat. Uh, Big E opened up the kickoff show with Baron Corbin. Uh, Big E getting the win. Uh, Baron Corbin. Somebody said, uh, who the hell was it? I think it was fucking Cesaro. No, it was the New Day. The New Day saying that Baron Corbin's the best thing right now in WWE. I don't know about all that. I don't care for it. I think it's so weird. I'm like, so guys walking around, and I'm no, no offense to any homeless people who are listening to our show, but walking around like a homeless man, listening or trying to like take money from people. Hey, come on, man, give me so, get, like to John Cena that one eye in SmackDown. Come on, I know you have a lot of money, John. That you're being cheap now. I'm like, what's this is good. That's this not a good, good meal. I don't care for it. Yeah. No. The funniest thing is that Pat McAfee did see him gambling in the. Uh, Casino and took a picture of it and tweeted it after SummerSlam. Go, Pat. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Uh, opening match, RK Bro defeating AJ Styles and almost become new Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, Meh. Yeah, I know. I, I want to like it more than I actually like it. Um, kind of like the next match. Actually, the next match, I didn't know what the fuck to expect. It was Alexa Bliss defeating Eva Marie. Eva Marie slapped the doll Lily. And I guess that pissed Alexa off. The best part of that match. (laughs) This one definitely had to have been taken away. If you took away the Bray Wyatt sign, I could bet money this one was taken away and I just didn't get to see it. Eva Marie is worse than an airport tuna sandwich. Descriptive. Accurate. But also why I picked her up as one of my uh, draftees because... She's so hated, they're going to keep letting her win just to make everybody pissed off. Probably. Yeah. 
you know what? In my draft, I picked up a brain. I picked up an athlete. I picked up a basket case. I picked up a princess, a criminal. Got everybody. I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) You almost had me. (laughs) All right, moving on. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? No, Mr. Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Damian Priest, who I drafted, became the new U.S. champion, defeating Sheamus. Um, So... Yeah, pretty, pretty decent cool. match, actually, yeah. um, for two big guys. It was cool because when Sheamus ripped off, or I'm sorry, when Damian Priest ripped off Sheamus's mask, they just happened to zoom right back in on Priest. And as he goes to punch Sheamus, he goes, bitch, and punches it. Like, you actually see him go, bitch. I was like, cool. They weren't supposed to see, uh, do that. And I'm like, but I think kind of like you get carried away, but I don't know. I think it's it was cool. Yeah. Uh, another one of your draft picks retained their tag team tri- titles. Uh, that would be the Usos defeating the Mysterio fam. Uh, you yeah. didn't hit update on this, did you? No. Hit update. Hit update, and I think you'll be very happy with what you'll see that I updated this name to. The Usos, the champions of SmackDown, defeated who? Hold on. Uh, get better internet, dude. Wu Tang, I've got good Wu Tang Mysterios. Did you see their shirts? No, it I was didn't. a Wu Tang type symbol oh. with Mysterios on it. I go, oh my god, ODM's gonna lose his mind off this. You must have not been paying attention during this part, dude. Such an awesome part, Wu Tang. You should Wu- Google that. It was really cool. The Wu Stereos. Woo Stereos. Oh, that was a missed opportunity. All right. But yeah, <laughs> Usos retain. <laughs> In the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair comes out. By the way, I have a major issue with every match but the final one. Champions were coming out first. Like Bobby Lashley came out before Goldberg. I don't yeah, know why I, I don't get that, that bothers me. I'd never like that. Anyway, Bianca Bel- Belair comes out and she is ready to face. Sasha Banks, who is not able to compete tonight, out comes Carmella with, look, man, I'm, I'm just saying probably the glitteriest tits I've ever seen in my life. Um, come on, dude. She had a lot of glitter on there. I was like, I get it. You're pointing to him, but like, bruh. Anyway, and just as the match is ready to begin, you hear the man's music hit. Becky Lynch comes back and now is up for the great debate. I'm glad that we're here to this part of the show. (laughs) Yeah, there's stuff to debate. Cool, because I almost wonder if we're on the same page or not, but I'm okay with not being. But because I don't get to argue my point even more. Um, Basically, she kicks Carmella out of the ring, says, how about the EST and the man blow the roof off of this place here? They agree to it. And just as the bell rings, she goes to shake her hand. Cole Coxer with a forearm to the face and basically does a rock bottom, which they called the manhandle. Yeah. Instead of like a pump hand, it was weird. It was a rock bottom. Um, we'll call it the man bottom. She did the man bottom. And <laughs> Girl Anagi. Oh, wait, it's supposed she, to be man. Uh, so yeah. All right. And she won the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was about the same length of the match as Kofi Kingston and Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, 
and people are kind of comparing the two. They're like, well, this is kind of bullshit because of this, but I, I got to throw this out there. I'm going to go ahead and just throw my opinion out, and I want to hear yours directly after. Mine's short and sweet. Who the hell said that Becky had to come back and be a face? She's the man. She'll do what she wants. She took the title, and she did it in quick fashion. You can't blame her for it. If this is a heel turn, beautiful. I love it. I have no problem with it. And I've never really cared for Bianca Belair besides that as well, so I'm cool with it. Now go ahead. Give me your take. Well, it's already been reported by PW Insider that she is indeed turning heel. So There you go. And I was only doing speculation on that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of shitty. Like, I hate to see it. Like, if they were going to do it the better, in my opinion, the better way would have been to do it is you could have had it been a shorter match, like three minutes, and just have Becky cheat. Like, blatantly cheat. Why didn't you just take Carmella completely out of it with her entrance, her talking, her bullshit? You could have had a better match between Becky and Bianca in yeah. a quick roll-up, and it would have been fine, and you could have continued the feud. But or, you know, they could Carmella have played her music, it? gone backstage, oh, she's beaten up, and then the man's music hits. I mean, yeah, there's other ways you could have done this. I, I don't Thank like you. the execution, but I get it, because I feel like Belair will get a rebound and have a good feud. Yeah. Maybe even take the title back. I'm, I'm absolutely okay with what happened. I had absolutely no issue with it. Yeah, it's still just kind of a bummer to kind of hear that she lost flat and quick uh sure I, I, yeah just not a fan of it I, I i i see how you can justify it again i just didn't agree with the approach i think you could have got the same result by going a different route that's all on well, the match that everybody else went and took a dump during yeah whatever you say sparkle tits. drew mcintyre versus jinder mahal drew wins with a three two one kick that's what I'm saying. This one, no one really cared about. People cared about this Bianca Belair thing, but no one really cared about Drew and gender. That was, eh. Yeah. You knew it was going to happen. The only way you would have surprised me is if you made gender go over, and I would have been happy, believe it or not. Yeah. Because I didn't need to see Drew go over. I've already seen him be a champion enough, you know what I mean, like in doing stuff. In a match that, God damn it, I didn't want to be right about, but I had a feeling it was going to happen. Charlotte Flair is about to break her own dad's record soon charlotte defeated nikki almost an asshole and rhea ripley for the raw women's championship and eh, i mean it was kind of predictable i think i was like there's no way that i mean unless nikki gets a quick pin on rhea there's no way the match ends in any other way it was going to be charlotte flair taking the win yeah i i kind of uh assume the same funny when she had her in the figure eight right before she tapped she like had her tongue out sticking out like almost kind of like a fuck you all you're gonna be really pissed in like two seconds when she taps <laughs> um in a match that i think stole the entire SummerSlam night <laughs> what did i miss something oh okay never mind i thought i missed something in a match that i thought completely stole the entire night Edge defeated Seth Rollins. And Edge comes out to the brood music. Hell yeah. Can't say I was a full fan of him switching over to the on this day one. I was like, just stick to it. You had one. I was good with one. You didn't need to do two different songs. But either way, it was cool. Him and Seth Rollins put on a great match. And Seth Rollins, did he, yeah, he taps to Edge in this match. It's kind of a, a trend 
this weekend of a lot of tapping that I wasn't really ready to see. Um, match of the year candidate. <laughs> Bobby Lashley retains his title against Goldberg because Goldberg could not continue due to his leg injury. Uh, and then after the match, I don't even know his name. I, I don't. It, oh, kid. It's something like Hunter or Blake or what? I don't know. Oh, God, doesn't matter. He jumps on the back of Bobby and Bobby just flips him right around and puts him into the hurt lock and puts him right out. And then Bobby or then MVP goes, yo, 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 hang on, man. That's Goldberg's kid. Which it's kind of like there was some heat, but it sounds like there's heat. Crowd loved it. Crowd cheered Bobby mm-hmm. all the way through this match, which was so vindicating. Goldberg had a look on his face like, I can't believe these people are booing me. I swear to God, multiple times in the match, he was looking out at the crowd like, really? Yes, really. <laughs> are you, do you not ever hear any reviews or anything? Um, but MVP gets on the mic and goes, now there's no way he could have known that was Goldberg's kid. He jumped him from behind. I go, yes, thank you so much for saying that. That was awesome. Problem is, I just read that Goldberg has two matches left in his contract. Yeah. So we're probably yeah. going to get another Bobby Lashley match, which scares me to me to believe that it's going to be Goldberg's going to win it. And then probably at WrestleMania, Bobby will win it back. Unfortunately. Yeah, agree. But. So I had to watch this late. I had a gig Saturday night. So I'm watching and. Before Goldberg comes to the ring, you always have the security that pounds on the door. We all know they're technically wrestlers all the time, right? It's they're never real security. You can definitely tell because the one kid on the side had like the Bray Wyatt dreads on the top of his head. Like, you look like you're gonna get someone high before you're gonna beat him up at security. <laughs> um, but the guy in the right, I go, motherfucker. I pause it and I go, I know this guy. I know this guy. Hang on, who is this? And then I Google the name Vinny Wasco. He is one of the wrestlers I was privileged to see at Best of the West. Last year, they during the uh, pandemic, they did a great cinematic match between him and Prince Gabriel Alvarez, I believe. Um, and it was just, it was, they're great guys, but Vinny is a great talent. And I immediately texted my buddy Josh and I go, yo, was Vinny the one that walked Goldberg to the ring? He goes, maybe. And I go, yo, for real? He goes, kids going places. I go, oh, my God, that's so awesome. Good. For me, two reasons. One, that to see talent just go somewhere that deserves to be and get in a cool spotlight. Come on, man. He, that kid's been watching SummerSlam since forever, right? You get to be on a SummerSlam. That's dope. Two, the fact that I even recognize him as someone I actually went to see last year and we've talked about on this show. It was very cool, so I thought that was awesome. By any chance, was he the one that clotheslined you at the end of your music video? He's the guy I texted. He's the oh, one the I guy texted that... to ask. Oh, okay. He's the one I texted. I texted Josh. Josh okay. is the one that gave me that nice stiff clothesline, yeah. So, uh, hey, man. Go Wasco. Very cool. Nice. Then we got the Miz and Morrison segment where they oh, were going to have the biggest wet party of the summer and so many different wet puns and water and yada, yada. For Xavier Woods to come out dressed as Scott Hall Wolfpack style, the logo on his back is R-D-R, or N-D-R for New Day Rocks, but it looks like New World Order. 
and he's got the toothpick, he's got the slicked hair, he's got the hair down the middle. But that's it. Big E didn't show up. Kofi didn't show up. That was it. He squirted them with a squirt gun, and Miz and Morrison re- like retaliated like a couple of bitches. The the dripstick. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Like I said, l- lots of puns. A lot of stupid puns. Oh, my God. And in our main event, as we all knew it was going to happen, especially because uh, post our show being published last week, Roman Reigns on Friday night doubled down to make sure that we all knew he was definitely going to be retaining the title when he said if he loses, he's going to re- he's going to leave the WWE. Yeah, we knew that was not happening. There right. was an iffy thing, though, because with Flair reportedly signing with AEW, people were like, well, they're definitely breaking Flair's record. Uh, but Roman Reigns retains over John Cena. John Cena came with that very, very thick, tall hair. It's kind of <laughs> odd to see. But he had a Super Mario 3-like shirt, which apparently, and I didn't realize until this morning, is a ripoff of the Young Bucks doing it as well as CM Punk doing it with a straight edge years ago. Didn't know that. The fact that all the titles were on the back and they all looked like the actual championship, the banner that was flying around around him, um, he had like the, the titles, like what the design actually looked like with the uh, the dates under it. I thought it was a really cool entrance. I liked the the Super Mario 3, maybe because that was like my favorite Super Mario <laughs> entrance. But yeah, apparently Cena stole it. The match was exactly what we thought it was going to be. Uh, one of the major issues that I drew from it was Pat McAfee saying, this is the summer of Cena. Obviously, you are trying to coin off of the terms Summer of Punk, and for you to say it was the Summer of Cena, that one just kind of irked me a little bit. Other than that, I did like Pat McAfee's uh, commentary, but that one just kind of was weird for him to say. And then as he's standing over Cena and it's over, let me ask you, did you think it was just over right there? No. Or were you expecting one more surprise because that's how the weekend was already going? That's how the weekend was going. They had a lot to contend with, and it is SummerSlam. It's one of the big four, so, you know, I would expect something to happen after. You can't just have Roman beat somebody and, you know, okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> you know? What's scarier than a pissed-off Brock Lesnar? A very happy-looking Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so happy to come and kill you right now. He came to the ring with long hair tied up, a big beard, high-fiving fans pretty much, he being looks, happy as he hell. He looks fucking solid. Looks Great like he shape. down a little bit. Looks awesome. And only stares down Roman. Of course, you know, Paul Heyman is now in the middle of all this. We've been Paul Heyman this for a recoiling while. in horror is one of the best images of the night. He did great acting. He was tremendous. Um... But as they went off the air, he gave an F5 to John Cena. (laughs) And some suplexes. Yeah, well, you you had to send the crowd home with at least a little bit of something from him. I mean, he's in Vegas. Let me say, you want to save the right place for Brock Lesnar to show up? That was the place. But let me ask you, was Brock supposed to show up all along, or is this retaliation of punk? Don't know. Haven't heard anything. Uh, I think we discussed Brock Lesnar and his current status a while ago, uh, but it seemed to all be speculation. So I'm not surprised. There was no way Brock was. If anything, Brock had a discussion with Tony Khan just to get more money out of Vince. 
You know Fair what I mean? I, I would say that would be my assessment of it. Uh, so I'm not surprised. Um, but yeah. Well, generally, I, I'd, I'd like to say, and that was what we had for the weekend. But it wasn't done. It was. We not. had one more show. One more show. And it was NXT TakeOver 36. <sighs> I'm really getting scared right now. And why I say that is it bothers me that the rumors of that NXT is getting completely reformatted very, very soon. Mm -hmm. Scares me because this was such a good show. The matches on here were so good. And I was like, you're going (laughs) to, you're going to make me lose my temper and you're going to get totaled, man. Totally. Yeah. It it was, it it was a good takeover. There were, I I would say there was at least a couple swerves. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and so we'll run down it here. Ridge Holland, Defeated Trey Baxter. Did anybody pick up Ridge Holland in that? Draft? I did. My last good pick. for you. He yeah, you just did came say, back okay. from injury. They're gonna push this dude. That's what I'm saying. That's smart. Um, Cameron Grimes ends up winning the, the million moon. dollar championship to the moon. It what's great is he came out dressed like a butler, and million dollar man came out first with a trash can. Cameron strips down and is wearing glittery black stuff with the gold money logos on it, just like Davey Yossi. And I was like, oh, this is tremendous. And he ends up winning. I like it. It's a good turn for this whole storyline that's been going on because I've been like, meh, with the Butler thing, you know. Right. But All right, you're in the right direction. Raquel Gonzalez defeated uh, her former friend and partner, Dakota Kai, who had Eve Marie-like pink hair, and it was really confusing to me. And then after that, NXT UK's Kaylee Ray shows up on the stage, basically facing off with Raquel Gonzalez. So I think that's going to be our next feud, which that's a swerve. I wasn't expecting anybody to show up after the women's one. Yeah, I was like, not at all. I was just, let's go to commercial. I thought that's where we were going. For the NXT UK championship, the match that we all wanted to see as a rematch has finally happened. Ela Dragunov defeated Walter after him holding the title for 580 days. First, thank you. Because it bothered me that they're like the longest reigning champion in the modern era. Yeah, he didn't do dick for a whole year with the pandemic. And I understand things, but, you know, right? we used to strip people after 30 days. You stripped Jordan Devlin, but not him. That, it, eh. Okay, all right, I can't go down that road. Can't go down that road because that match was fantastic. And as you probably already looked at our logo, he has beaten chicken chest. Um, dear God. It was like, if you're going to take this title, I am going to make sure that everything from like your collarbone up is completely red. The stitches, I was surprised, never bled. I thought it was going to bust open at some point. It looked like a little bit of blood, but not really. Um, great match. It was just... It was awesome. It was what we thought it was going to be. We've been clamming for it for a while, and it finally happened. Great match. Yeah. Top notch. Stole, uh, stole the show. Which is funny because the upcoming match here, I thought, would have stolen the show, and I kind of was like, eh, it was all right. wasn't great. The ending was the best, but that's it. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly in the undisputed finale in the best of three, basically, defeated Adam Cole in a three stages of hell match. 
Uh, first match was straight wrestling. Second was street fight. Third being the cage. How he won awesome. while being handcuffed to the cage and getting, was this a tap out? Uh, leg lock, yeah. Leg lock tap out, right? That's what I said. I go, there was a theme going this week with a lot of tap outs, and I wanted to remember that that was one of them. Oh, that was the other thing. Walter tapped out within half a second of being in that chokehold. As soon as Dragonoff lifted him up, he just tapped right away. I was yeah. like, wow. That was fast. It was cool. Yeah. It was very fast, but I was like, okay, so it means it's that devastating that even it dropped Walter. Just saying, like, that was crazy. Right. But then, yeah, then Kyle gets him while handcuffed, which I thought was awesome. Very, very cool moment. Yeah, so this is... And uh, what we, this looks like Oh, yeah, go it. ahead. Yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah, because... The, the, the no tw- reports. Well, yeah, well, so... The last report that I got was he hasn't signed a contract with WWE. Uh, and then, so, and I didn't even know this because I wasn't really watching it back then. Uh, but uh, when the Young Bucks were doing Being the Elite, you know, their YouTube series, Adam Cole was on it at one point when they were in New Japan. Uh, and in they killed that, him. they killed him. So now, uh, and did you know, did you notice Adam Cole using the lockjaw during the match? He sure did. Yep. Fucking nod to his wife. Yep. And then, uh, so hey, the, the buck- speaking of, uh-huh. Edge did the glam slam on uh, Seth Rollins. <laughs> little nod to his wife. I that's was like, awesome. dude, that's awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, dude. So the the Bucks like uh, tweeted something about seances, like they want to raise the dead. So I mean, dude, it looks like he's going to EW. I hope so, because. Him showing up and just being, if he was a part of the elite crew, perfect. Yeah. Fits in. Put him in the pinnacle, perfect. Fits in. By himself, starts a new crew, doesn't matter. He's going to fit in in that place, man. That's where he needs to go. Um, I really hope that. I don't care that if they give him like $5 million a year. Don't sign with WWE, man. Don't be stupid. Yeah, They're going to put you on the main please. roster. Don't do it. It's it's. You know another thing I read Nick Khan said? He goes, if it were up to me, I'd make Raw four hours. And that's why you shouldn't be doing things. No shit. He said that he would love it. He would love for it to be a four hour show. I go, Get out of my face. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one. Probably because he can um, sell more ad space. That's what he said. He goes, we'll make more money. And it's all about the do- the, the bottom dollar, oh, man. God, Fuck nobody me. would watch. No, no. I mean. Unless you're combining all your shows together as one, fine. But even so, that's too much in one day. I can't do it. Oh. And I love watching wrestling. Um, but in our main event, we knew it was going to happen. Karrion Cross drops the NXT title to Samoa Joe after the spine buster off the top rope. Um, not spine buster. What is it? The the pump handle buster or whatever. He oh, uh, 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 yeah. Like uh, gut bust. Uh, yeah. It's uh, what the fuck is it? I know. He hasn't used it in so long. Muscle Buster. Thank you. Speaking of, yeah, he he muscle busted Tyson Kidd. Okay. Um, (laughs) No, but did you notice that the crowd was chanting, we want Scarlet? They started chanting that while Carrion's coming out. I go, okay, this is funny. And she wasn't there. Yeah. Scarlet. I love her name. You know what? You know what name I don't like? Claire. It's a fat girl's name. Answer the question, Claire. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, ODM. What if your home, what if your fam, 
What if your chicken nuggets were on fire? <laughs> Impossible, sir. It's in Johnson's underwear. <laughs> That's right. What was there? Is a he's crawling through the air. Oh, is it a? I want to be an airborne ranger. I want to lead a life of danger. Is it the five things I want to ride? Bicycle, tricycle, automobile. Virgin's mother and a Ferris, and then he crashes through. Oh, so great. Comes in, forgot my stash. Hey, yeah. hey, you got my doobage? My doobage? Uh, you ought to try spend a little more time, time, time trying to do something with yourself and less trying to impress people. It's good advice. I do like the the janitor. <laughs> By the way, that clock's uh, eight minutes fast. (laughs) (laughs) Your dad's a janitor. Hey, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Hey, man, being a virgin, it's my business. Well, it sounds to me like you're not doing any business. (laughs) All right. Um, But we knew Samoa Joe was going to win, and that's how they go off of the air and Dear God, man, that's how this weekend went off, man. From Wednesday all the way into Sunday night, I could have puked just with the amount of wrestling I watched. And that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, it was just a lot. And that being said, we're going to double down. Next week, we'll do uh, two weeks' worth of Monday Night Wars. There's no pay-per-views, luckily, in our, our week God. of Monday Night Wars. So <laughs> we're going to go two Raws, two Nitros next week. We're going to bring it back and tell you everything that happened because we figured you guys didn't even have a chance to even watch those Monday Night Wars because you were so engulfed with everything that was going on over this last uh, several days. That being said, come back next week. We have more wrestling, more movie quotes. We have hopefully a good shit from Nightwing because I know he's got some things he he that he wants to personally say. But as always... I, the professor, I bid you a farewell. I thank you for listening to us on the Top of Wrestling Podcast. And as always, ODM is going to leave us with his favorite movie quote of the week in the form of Riddle. Actually, this one doesn't work out. Bro, do you know how popular I am? I'm so popular. (laughs) Bro, everybody loves me so much at this school. Okay, bro. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing the Analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com.
<laughs> I think your dad and my dad should go bowling together. Uh, 